I found something from one of my graduate courses that was like the disc personality model, and it says, Curtis likes results. <laughs> Welcome to He Read, She Read, a bi-weekly podcast where a couple of married bookworms with very different reading tastes discuss books and their reading life. I'm Curtis. And I'm Chelsea. Every other month, we also share a book club-style discussion on one book we both read. On January 26th, we'll be discussing The Color of Water, a memoir by James McBride. We've been meeting to read a memoir together, and this just seems like the right time to do it. Today we're sharing our reading intentions for 2021, plus the titles that are on our priority TBR list this year. To find a list of every title we mentioned in today's episode, go to heridshira.org slash podcast for show notes. Curtis. Chelsea. (laughs) We're both pretty goal-oriented people, I would say. I found something from one of my graduate courses that was like the DISC personality model, and it says, Curtis likes results. <laughs> so yes, can, I would agree with that previous That's statement. funny. Oh, I think it was the Strengths Finder. That one? Have you taken that one? I think so. I'm not 100%. Achiever is like one of my top two things. It's very, we're oldest children. It's It's a thing. <laughs> And so that definitely filters into our reading lives. And we're going to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. One way we like to start off the new year is talking about reading goals. And I like that you threw in intentions because even though we are results and goal oriented people, it's nice to just throw out some ideas and trends that we'd like to follow as well. So. Yeah, I don't really set very actionable reading goals. I used to. Yeah, a couple of mine are. But I also think that my reading intentions or reading goals change throughout the year. And if you say intention, it's easier to go midway through the year and say, hmm, okay, I need to adjust these. My intentions are different. Yeah, and... It's not like we're saying we're going to read like 100 books because you read 100 books every year. I used to put a number and the number isn't really important, but concepts and intent is more what I'm thinking about as we're getting into 2021. What's the point, though? The point of setting reading intentions? Mm -hmm. For me, reading is an important enough aspect of my life that I want to spend that time and care thinking about my reading life and thinking about my reading intentions in order to make it better, in order for my reading to serve me the best that it possibly can. It's a big enough part of my life. It's my main hobby. And so that's why it feels worth it to me. What about you? I mean, you're giving it that purposeful thought, which is important. And I agree, if we're trying to get something out of the time that we're spending with books and reading, then it takes that little bit of effort to think it over and set a track for how you think you want the next year to go. How do you set your intentions? I think I have a such a huge backlog that I'm trying to find themes this year is kind of one of my thoughts and trying to set 
something that's an attainable goal, uh, which I'll get to later, but it's not like I can get through all 300 or so books that I own that I haven't read in a year, but I'm going to try to cut out a little segment for myself um, that'll still be enjoyable, because that's the key for me, is I still have to find something that's fun that keeps me coming back, because unlike this being your only main hobby, I have lots of hobbies that distract me. (laughs) (laughs) I tend to look at my reading from the past year and figure out what I felt like was missing or what I didn't like about the way I read or what I read and then try and adjust that for the new year. And obviously there's no such thing as perfection in the reading life. It's not competitive. That's not what it's about. But I do find that adjusting those things and course correcting based on life circumstances Mm -hmm. is, is a big part of that as well. Yeah, I agree. But... Before we get into our reading intentions and some books that we would like to read in 2021, we like to share some book reviews at the top of the show, and I'm excited to hear what you are reading. So I finished this. It was something that I talked about on our last episode of 2020 is what I had kind of picked out for myself as a get right read something a little shorter a topic that i'm interested in but just to get me started on 2021 on a good foot so i read in cold blood by truman capote and the i won't belabor some of the things that i said about why i chose it um, a little bit of a true crime angle the faction style i really liked and spoke to you about uh, when i was talking about when i finished it the narrative that Capote spins, and that's from interviews with people that were involved in the incident, talking to um, the people involved and reading diaries, and it reads like a novel, which is good for me because I like mysteries, I like thrillers, but then it also has the added benefit of being a true story. So you get the true crime aspects, you can go and look at photos if you want to, and then you have the added bonus of it's very easy to read and not that long. So I was enjoying the split narratives between the family, um, the town folk, the murderers feature heavily. Um, but overall, I liked it because it's in that vein of like a modern classic of a true crime book. And it sets its own category for me. So I haven't read a book like that before where it's a true crime book, but reads like a novel. And I just really enjoyed it. I think you would like it. I don't say that often, but I think you would like it. I'm definitely putting it on my list. And I, well, I wanted to share a book that I finished in the new year for this But I've only finished a couple and they're not really noteworthy. And I'm reading like six right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just all over the place as the new year is starting. So I'm going to go back to what I read in 2020 and share my last five-star read of the year, which I finished listening to on audio on December 31st. And I loved this one. It makes my favorite books of the year list. You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson is just this triumphant, wonderful novel. It's about Liz Lighty, and she 
just doesn't feel like she fits in to her Midwestern town. She is one of very few black students at her school. She is in a diff- she has a different socioeconomic status. She just doesn't feel like she fits in. And her town is obsessed with prom. It's like there's a really, really big deal in her town. In fact, it involves this competition where people enter to become prom king and queen. And there's like all of this stuff that you have to do. So she is set to go to college, but the financial aid package that she gets isn't enough. So she has to join the prom competition to win that scholarship. And throughout the course of that, she learns a lot about herself and some surprising things about her classmates. And it's it's one of those YA novels that perfectly balances the tough stuff of life and just the triumphant joy of being young and discovering yourself and it's it's really sweet so I highly recommend that people read You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson I liked it on audio I think it would be just as good on paper mm-hmm. but I loved that book that makes me think of that Netflix movie that we've never watched yet but looks pretty good yeah it that would be a really good pairing for it Let's get into some reading goals. I only, I, I'm curious for you to go first. I only have three for the year, uh, but they're uh, split up between like how I'm dealing with my collection and ways that I'm consuming books. The first one is I would like to listen to five audiobooks this year, and I'm not counting books that we listen to together, buddy reads, road trip books, that sort of thing. I listened to three books last year, um, and even in the tumultuous 2020 that it was, I really loved all those books. They were pretty long, which was why it was only the three and why I think I could get to five this year if I put my mind to it. But I'm trying to focus in on using my time, not just for podcasts and music, but actually getting some audiobooks complete, like while I'm on the rowing machine or riding a bike um, while I'm working out, that type of thing. And I feel like five is attainable for a goal. So I know I was talking about in the intro of I don't really want to set smart goals that are mainly about numbers, but I think this is more encouraging myself to be like, hey, we have this great partnership. I'm with Libro FM, and I'm trying to take advantage of that and read more books on audio. You really enjoyed the audiobooks that you did listen to in 2020. I did. I had some really good ones. Um, Only Playing in the Sky, Alone at Dawn, um, and what was the third one? Um, that basketball one? That basketball one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Our listeners are going to know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Perlman about the Los Angeles Lakers. So. <laughs> It'll be in show notes. <laughs> it's in the show notes, guys. Um, your first one is kind of about how you're consuming books, too. Why don't you go with that yeah. one? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I have audiobook recommendations for you that are in our Libro FM app, so <laughs> I can help you out. But one of my goals, this isn't really even an intention. This is something that I want to continue doing is using the library with pure abandon. I have like eight books on hold at the library right now. Mm -hmm. They might come in all at once. Am I going to read all of them in the next two weeks when everything is due? No, but it's fun to pick them up and Mm -hmm. it gives me a nice hit of dopamine (laughs) when I need it. (laughs) (laughs) And I love 
the library. I've always been a big library user. It's a good way to support authors without spending money. I get the same thrill when I'm putting books on hold at the library as I do when I'm shopping for books online. And so when I see a book that I want to read, I'm just putting a library hold on it right away if it's available from my library, partly because that will help me remember the book better. So even if I don't get to it, I visualize the cover, I've done an act, like I've done something active about the book, and then maybe that means I'll get to it sooner than I otherwise would have if I'm just marking it as to read on Goodreads or, you know, thinking, huh, I would like to read that and then never doing anything about it again. So I'm trying to just use the library with abandon. And I get a lot of fun out of that. So I'm just going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Treat it like Cheers, where if your librarian knows your name, you're in a good spot. Yeah, they they call me at least once a week and say, Chelsea, we have some books for you to pick up. Um, so I'm pretty sure they do. They do know me at this point. Yeah. What is another action item that you've got? So this would fall in the intention category. And I've already started doing some of this, but I would like to do a full scrub and get rid of authors from my shelves that have become a little problematic in today's society a couple of authors that i'm thinking of were big in military circles a couple years ago which were they talked about like the psychological aspect of violence and use that to propel themselves into like a public speaking role and doing like some research on it years later a lot of that led to the over militarization of the police and some of the violence that we're seeing uh, that has come to the forefront of society and really those are things that I just don't want to be on my shelf anymore and I just want to admit that to myself that that is okay so I picked one of those books off my shelf and put it out and I was like you know this I I want to I don't want to be this person where I'm overly restrictive about what books need to be out there But rather than seeing this copy go to somebody else, I'm just going to be comfortable with throwing it away. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go through the rest of my shelves and see if there's things that are following that same train. So just finding authors that are problematic, doing a little bit of a purge, figuring out for myself if I'm comfortable with somebody else having access to that copy or if I'm just going to be comfortable with throwing it away. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, it's a good point because it's one thing to get rid of the books on your shelves to curate a bookshelf that you feel good about, but it's another to put that book out into the world when you don't want to recommend it or you don't want to pass it off to someone. No. So, yeah. It's an interesting thought bubble and mm-hmm. an interesting intention that I'm having, and it's not really like... You know, I don't want to be this person that's like, oh, we have to burn these books or books that shouldn't be out there. But yeah. it's for these specific books that I own mm-hmm. that I don't want to go back out to anybody else. Yeah. So something that I'm trying to do, this has more to do with receiving books than getting rid of them because I'm pretty, I call my bookshelves a lot. I get rid of books pretty frequently. But... When I do get new books, I find that I put them on my shelf, and because I'm usually reading something else, I don't... I'm excited to get the book, whether a publisher sent it to me or whether I purchased it. 
And then it just sits on my shelf for a year. Mm -hmm. So I would like to try and read if it's a book that I'm really, really excited about when I get it, I want to try and read it right away if possible. I don't know how that's going to go. That's why it's an intention. It's not something that I have to do all the time necessarily, but I, it's something that I would like to try (laughs) because I feel like I have a lot of books now that when I first picked them up or when I got them in the mail, I was really excited about them and that excitement has worn off, but I'm st- I still want to read them. And I kind of miss that feeling of being a kid and going to the bookstore and getting a book and then reading it that night. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to capture that feeling. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like if the closer it is to the time that you acquired it, the more excitement that you have and the longer that you wait, the more that goes away. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm really excited to talk about your third item here, Curtis. Third and final, and this is more about something I just need to be okay with myself about and not put a lot of pressure on my own reading life just to make sure that I'm enjoying it and having fun while I'm reading. I just want to be okay with not finishing books if I am at a point that I don't like the experience anymore and just be fine with putting something away. I've been going back and forth whether I'm at that point with the Pierce Brown book that I've been reading for months um, and just have kind of hit a standstill with that and want to move on to something else, maybe with to the point of picking it back up in, sometime in the future, but just alleviating some of that pressure on myself to being like, hey, you're over halfway through this thing, but there's still 250 or some odd pages to go, and I'm not enjoying the experience, and I would like to move on to find something else like I'm going to talk about in my TBR for 2021. So it's more about the mental game of just being okay with understanding where I'm at at that time, whether the book is doing something beneficial for me or not, and then being okay with myself with not finishing it at that time. So that's my intent for the year is just to enjoy my life more with reading and being okay with putting something down for a longer period of time and maybe forever. That's wonderful. You're going to get so much more reading done by giving up on books. Because I'm not slogging through something that I'm not enjoying. You're not looking at that book with the bookmark halfway through it going, I should really be reading this. You're actually just reading a book that you're enjoying in the moment. Mm -hmm. So those are my three. Pretty simple, but I think it's going to make my reading life a lot happier this year. All right. I'm going to try and get through these. These two are they kind of go together so i'm interested in keeping up a balanced reading diet i have really broad reading tastes i like nonfiction and fiction i like a bunch of different genres i like to read books where the authors and characters have diverse experiences and identities whether that's race ethnicity sexual identities all of that When your reading life is really broad like that, sometimes it can just get a little imbalanced. I just want to make sure that I'm reading each genre that I love. Like, I know that I didn't read very much memoir at all in the last year, and I would like to pick up some more of that. And so just kind of keeping an eye, not numbers-wise, but just checking in with myself and asking whether my reading feels balanced in the moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I need to read a book in every genre or that I always need to have fiction or nonfiction going, but just 
if I've read a couple of books in the same genre, maybe it's time to switch it up. So I wanna keep paying attention to that. Another thing that I wanna do is give myself permission to reread books if I want to, or to read series, mm-hmm. which I'm famously not good at doing either of those things. Right. Instead of just kind of constantly reading new books to recommend on He Read, She Read, or Novel Pairings, or for work. So I am hoping to get some series in this year. That's a little bit of a switch, like you mentioned. Like, you normally don't read books in a series. You're more of a standalone person. Do you have anything that you're intentionally wanting to reread this year? I I mean, I have a couple of series that are literally on my shelf that I would like to read. I never finished reading The Lunar Chronicles, and I'm deciding if I want to just read the last book or if I need to go back and read it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. There's a series. It's... Uh, Pride and Prejudice retelling that I really want to read. It's been sitting on my shelf for a year. There are a couple of series openers that I would like to start. And then as the new books come out, maybe I can actually keep up with them. Hmm. I'm pretty, I'm good about picking up the first book in a series, but then it's like, I recommend it and, oh, my job is done. Check. And then I just move on and I just start a bunch of series and I never keep reading in them because mm-hmm. people don't generally want to hear about the second or third book. That's true. So, but that's not how I want to read. I want my reading life to be for enjoyment, not just for work. So <laughs> I am just kind of going to keep an eye on that. And then another thing that I want to do is kind of just fit in more reading breaks during my work day with timed reading breaks like oh i'm gonna sit and read for 20 minutes instead of scrolling my phone right and we have talked about making sure that we read for at least like half an hour before bed and i'm determined to keep that up because it helps me sleep and i definitely get some good page turning if i'm kind of sitting down to read and relax so those are some habit things that I'm interested in doing. Yeah, kind of covered the full spectrum there with some reading habits, some goals for ourselves. Before we get into some TBR stuff for 2021, you mentioned audiobooks and you mentioned using our Libro FM app. So I think we should give them a little bit of attention and a shout out because we have really been loving Libro FM lately. Yeah, and the fun part now is I'm coming up on some time off, so we're starting to look at books that we want to listen to on road trips, and now that I've set that goal for myself about looking forward to the year is the time when I'm going to be starting to pick up some planned audiobooks for the rest of the year. The one that I was looking forward to for our next road trip for both of us was uh, The Survivors by Jane Harper. We do like Jane Harper. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a good one. I have a bunch downloaded and I just haven't been in a good audiobook rhythm lately because routines change. And so I'm really looking forward to digging into my Libro FM app, picking an audiobook, getting back into the audiobook listening routine this week. So if you would like to enhance your reading life with audiobooks, as we have, while supporting small business, switch to Libro FM audiobooks today. Reminder that listeners of He Read, She Read podcast can get two audiobook credits for the price of one. 
you just go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter the promo code H-R-S-R. And we'll also put a link in our show notes. Remember that with each listen, you can take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. All right, Curtis. So I thought it would be fun to share some books that are on our priority lists for 2021. These Mm -hmm. are the books that maybe have been sitting on our shelves for a while or just that we know we really want to get to specifically this year. So I am looking forward to hearing what you've plucked off of your shelf Mm -hmm. for 2021. And in that same vein of enjoying more of our reading life this year i've got a lot of fantasy and the first thing i'm going to go with is i'm calling this listen to the listeners because when i went out and was asking people hey what's the next fantasy series that i need to pick up an author that i haven't mentioned that i've read and people came back overwhelmingly with way of kings by brandon sanderson part of the stormlight archive and i put this to my friends who are also big fantasy reading nerds and You know, I'm having this back and forth of, do I need to start this series that's new? Do I need to go back to something that's old and familiar just to kind of get myself off on a good path? And overwhelmingly, they're all just like, look, you got to start off with something fresh, something new. If I could start that series and hadn't read it before, that's what I would go with. So new author, listening to the listeners, taking their recommendations, going with Way of Kings. And our very nerdy friends. That was maybe the nerdiest conversation I've sat in on in a long time when you were all talking about fantasy. (laughs) Well, I'll preface it by that they are both writing fantasy novels and I am not. So you can count that as a win for your (laughs) I was going to ask after I forgot, after we ended that Zoom call, I was going to ask, so Curtis, when are you going to start your fantasy novel? (laughs) I um, do not have any plans to, so you are, uh, you're lucky. One thing that I would like to do is focus on some backlist from authors that I loved in 2020. So I loved Writers and Lovers by Lily King. It was one of my favorite books of the year. And so I am picking up some books on her backlist. I found Euphoria at our favorite used bookstore in perfect condition. So I took that as a sign. It came home with me. I'm very excited. And I also... I'm in the process of procuring a copy of The Pleasing Hour. So those are a couple of books by Lily King that I'm hoping to get to this year. I also don't, it's, since I don't read series, it's not very often that I read a couple of books by the same author in a year mm-hmm. because I'm always bopping around to different authors to sort of get different, I don't know, ideas for mm-hmm. books to recommend. So Well, and I think you said it earlier where you just don't want to be talking about the same thing constantly because yeah. you're on a couple of book podcasts, but sometimes you got to find something that you like and stick with it because that's where you're getting your enjoyment at. What's on your list next? So I would like to read a big history tome this year, and I'm going to go with Grant by Ron Chernow. Much in the same situation where you were procuring that last book you were just talking about in perfect condition i found this still sealed in plastic and i talk about it like endlessly when i am talking about my rare book finds and i love cherno and it took me so long to get through washington a couple of years ago but it was a really rewarding and good experience and the hype that was coming out about grant is it was similar to alexander hamilton where 
Cherno uncovered a lot of things that people didn't really know about him, and the stock historically for Grant would be rising after a lot of more people were reading this book. So listening to that hype, kind of being in the mood for a longer tome, something that I'm going to have to dedicate a lot of time to and a lot of hours to, the only thing that really makes sense to me is Grant. So I'm going to go with that. You haven't taken it out of the plastic yet, have you? I've had it in plastic for the couple of years that I've owned it. So that will be a... uh... I might have to take video of that (laughs) when you actually finally open it. (laughs) It's going to be that new book smell. It's a great great smell. I mean, I love used book smell, but I love new book smell. (laughs) (laughs) What's the uh, next one that you're going to talk about? Well, this is a good segue because... It's been a, I, I mean, this makes sense. In 2020, I was mostly reading fiction. I needed something really propulsive to just pull me along. And I just really didn't read much nonfiction and that was okay. But I'm feeling back in the place where I can take in some nonfiction, read a little bit more slowly, take some notes. And I'm really excited about the book that you got me for Christmas, Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. Mm-hmm. I loved The Warmth of Other Suns. I think she's a fabulous writer. I know that cast is going to feel and be incredibly timely reading it in this moment. And I'm really looking forward to reading that one. And I definitely want to make sure that I spend time on it this year. So cast by Isabel Wilkerson is top of my list. Okay. I'm excited to to hear about that one because the other book I got you for Christmas, you didn't really like. (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, I, 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 asked for it for Christmas because I thought I would like it. It just turned out that it wasn't that great. I would just like the win. So uh, I'm hoping that you like cast. (laughs) (laughs) I I know I will. Um, I'm going to pick two rereads for the year that I'm excited about. Um, The first one is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Call back to a buddy read from a couple of years ago for us. And Name of the Wind because I have an anniversary edition, uh, 10th anniversary by Patrick Rothfuss. Dare to Lead is something that is going to be important to me in the next season of my job. So I'm wanting that to be in the forefront in the next couple of months as I'm moving into a new position. And Name of the Wind, obviously, when I'm talking about getting into Way of Kings, a new author, I'm just excited to get back into that world because Rothfuss was a big part of my ascension into the high fantasy books and i just am excited about this anniversary edition that i got that's got some really nice illustrations and red paper so i'm i'm just excited just like you are leaning into your love of fantasy i am trying to remember the types of books that i love and that are always wins for me and to kind of go for those a little bit more one genre or one format that I love is essay collections. Barely read any of them in 2020. Maybe I didn't read any, but I would like to pick some up. And the one that is front of mind is The Fire This Time. And it's by Jasmine Ward. It includes essays by a bunch of other authors. And that's one that I've been meaning to read for three years now. Mm -hmm. And I know, I just know it's going to be a powerful read. I know I'm going to like it. Sometimes that's why a book sits on my shelf for a while. So The Fire This Time by Jasmine Ward is one I'm definitely going to pick up soon. I'll close it out by uh, talking about something that you mentioned earlier, where if you find some author that you really like and just want to stick with that, 
is something that you're being intentional about for the year. And I'm in the same mindset where I have an author that I've talked about repeatedly on the show. We had a buddy read last year, and I just want to make this one of my attainable goals for the year to slowly creep away at some of my backlog. I would like to read all the N.K. Jemisin books that I own. So that would be the second and third book in the Broken Earth trilogy and the full Inheritance trilogy, which I have in a single volume. So it's kind of a tall order with all the other fantasy goals that I'm talking about for the year. But to me, it's just leaning into the fact that I love her writing. She was a big part of my reading life last year, and I would just like to recapture that feeling. So rather than digging into a new author, I want to be intentional about reading all the books that I own by a particular author that I like before I'm moving out into other things. So I would like to read all the N.K. Jemisin books that I own, and I say that with all credit to Ron Swanson, where he's like, I think you didn't misheard me. What I said was all the eggs that you have. <laughs> I want all the bacon and eggs that you have. <laughs> I, think, I think you might have misinterpreted that as I want a lot of bacon and eggs. <laughs> all the N.K. Jemison. I think that I would really like to read the fifth season. You I don't say that. I know. I don't know if this is the year for it, but here's the thing. I loved the city we became. Yes. And I would like to incorporate some more sci-fi and fantasy into my reading life in 2021. But it has. I, if I'm going to invest the time in sci-fi and fantasy, I want it to be books like The City We Became, where they're grounded in reality a little bit more, where there are characters I know I'm going to root for, and not so much world building that I'm getting lost. I feel like the fifth season might it would trend yeah it would trend in that direction so i do want to read more sci-fi and fantasy especially because the city we became was one of my favorite books of 2020 on my list is a song of wraiths and ruin by roseanne a brown and this is a book i just feel ashamed that i haven't read yet because i saw it recommended by bezzy she's being a bookworm on instagram her recommendations never steer me wrong I picked up You Should See Me in a Crown because of her too. I sent a copy to one of my former students and she read the book and loved it, like devoured it, got so excited about it. And I still haven't read it to talk to her about it. <laughs> and I feel so bad. So that one is on my priority TBR, not just for the year, but like to get to soon. Right. And that is a fantasy novel. So I'm interested in some sci-fi and fantasy. If listeners have recommendations for sci-fi and fantasy that is trends more towards the city we became, not high fantasy, more like the city we became or a darker shade of magic, I'm curious to hear those recommendations because I don't have a lot of patience for high fantasy, but urban fantasy or low fantasy, I am interested in this year. Mm -hmm. That'd be a nice change of pace for you. Which would be good. Yeah. And you never, I mean, it's fun to read in that genre too, because I sometimes find books for us to read together or books to recommend to you. And it's just, it's nice to kind of have that back and forth. So 
maybe that is part of why I didn't read as much nonfiction and as much fantasy last year is we weren't in the same place to read together. And Mm -hmm. so that could be a fun thing for 2021 as well. I think so too. Curtis, let's shift from talking about books to talking about television. Mm, Television. (laughs) We've been watching quite a bit of TV. I mean, we've been reading quite a bit lately, but we've been watching a good amount of television. We've been watching The Bachelor. We watched The Bachelorette. We've been watching The Bachelor now. We've been watching The West Wing. Yeah, I was excited when you said you wanted to start West Wing. Uh, We dipped into HBO Max for The Flight Attendant, and they got the rights to it. And I watched that years ago in college, and I was excited to get back into it. I love The Newsroom and a lot of other Sorkin work. And I was particularly intrigued because you took that quiz where it was like you were 90% or whatever aligned with C.J. Craig from The West Wing, played by Allison Janney. And I'm like, oh, yeah. She, we need to watch this show. It wasn't a BuzzFeed quiz. It was like a statistical analysis. I felt the need to say that, but it wasn't like, <laughs> it was slightly different. Not that you should, not that everyone should take full stock in it, but it was, it was a little more scientific. Yeah. I ended up getting um, somebody from uh, Mr. Robot that I've never seen. So I thought that was weird. Um, But a couple of my top five were also West Wing characters. I think so as they do that statistical analysis, they add characters and they add more. The more data that they have, the better it gets. So we should retake it. We should. I think that would be fun. Yeah. We'll we'll do that tonight while we're watching The Bachelor. (laughs) Well, there might be some new characters from these shows that we're going to talk about on there. So friends of ours were saying and i'd also heard it a bunch on one of my favorite youtube and radio shows on the, the pat mcafee show is the rage on jason sudeikis's new show ted lasso so we watched it most of the series in one night just because we couldn't stop we probably watched seven of the ten episodes ted is an american football coach that is hired to coach english football club um and the hijinks of everything and what i really took away from it is he had played this character in a couple of nbc sports promos a couple years ago and i liked that fish out of water aspect which also carries over to the show but he's also just a genuinely like good person and is well read and talks about books and plays and the off the wall like references and quips were what kept me coming back but it's he's a He's too good for this world, is what I will say. <laughs> so great performances. Uh, the acting's superb. Can't wait for season two. Everybody who's looking for a good pick-me-up, given what's going on in our world. And just some genuine, benevolent characters. Watch Ted Lasso. I can see it being a comfort show from here on out. And I would be surprised if we didn't rewatch it soon. Soon. I would watch it again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Similarly, a TV show that I don't know if you'll rewatch it soon, but I think I will, is Bridgerton on Netflix. I, man, when we first started this podcast, one of our first episodes was talking about TV, book to TV and book to movie adaptations. And I mentioned that the Bridgerton series would be a Netflix show. And that was a few years ago. 
and um, I've been excited about it since then. So it is just frothy and scandalous and delightful, completely bingeable and addicting, and I really enjoyed it. I will say, uh, I think... I think it's episode six that has a problematic element that I really thought that they were going to take out of the first book and mm-hmm. they didn't do a good job of rewriting it. There's plenty about that online. Um, if you need a specific trigger warning, you can send me a DM on Instagram, but it, I was disappointed in that. But moving forward, I have read the other books they don't contain problematic content, so I feel more confident about the future seasons of the show. Good. Being clear. So, but I love a period drama. I needed it in my life. Yeah. I had some reservations, but the amount of excitement that was coming from you when the trailer came out and then when the show dropped, I fell victim to the Just One More a couple of times where it was getting me hooked. And who's the... It's Shonda Rhimes. No, uh, yeah. But I mean, she was going to hook you. Who's the sister that I really Eloise. like? Eloise. Eloise is the best. She's a little <laughs> Nancy Drew, wants to figure out who uh, everybody is, and doesn't want to conform to society's rules. I love Eloise. It was a lot of fun. Also, the fact that you were showing me those uh, TikToks. <laughs> there's there's been a lot of really creative commentary around bridgerton after the fact i will say that okay everyone thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we talked about our reading goals for 2021 if you want podcast news and reading updates you can follow us on instagram at he read she read and we sometimes when we feel like it sent out a newsletter at herechered.substack.com. If you have questions for us or you need a book recommendation, you can also send us an email at herechered.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Mark Anderson and Miles Eichner for our theme music and a big thank you to Libro Academy for sponsoring this episode. Before you go, remember the couple that reads together. Reading is life! <laughs> Shout out if to you didn't watch Ted Lasso, then you don't know what that means. Football is life. <laughs>